Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're getting ready to uh, say goodbye to 2022, out with the old and in with the new. We don't know what it's going to bring, but it's going to happen anyway. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, Heavenly Father, as the dawn breaks on yet another new year, we thank you. For all we hold so dear, our health and our family and our friends. Help us, Father, to release our grudges and our anger and our pains. For those are only things that bind us. They are chains. May we live each day in the most loving ways. May we be your vessels of hope and praise. May we willingly serve others as you have served us. We praise you for who you are, the great I am. Let that sink in for a moment. The great I am. For your love and for your grace and for your mercy. May we too be your light unto the world of lost in this darkness. Refresh us each day. Give us clean hearts and minds. May we discern right from wrong and choose truth. And reject the lies and the gossip of this world. Fill our hearts with peace. May it be your will that we prosper. May we grow in faith. Let us us immerse ourselves in your hope. But the greatest of these is love as you have taught us. May we always have and show love for others. There is a dark cloud over our nation, Abba Father, and I pray this year coming will lift that cloud, that you hear our prayers as we know you do and our supplications. For the victory is already won, Father, and we now wait in anticipation, knowing we will be overwhelmed as we watch you move in the hearts of people. In you, Abba Father, every day is new. May our hearts be your canvas. Mold us into your masterpieces. For such a time as this, this day, this week, and this new year to come, we pray that your will will always, always be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this is the last CSE Talk Show for the year of 2022. Show number 3,025. Yes, I always count them. The past year, I've had many personal happenings, and I thought, besides I was writing this, I thought, this sounds like somebody's Christmas letter. But last week, the last week of January last year, brought in, and February, brought in a large snowstorm here in Missouri, and... COVID for the three amigos, my husband, Rudy, and me. 
March came, and I had a one-year clear cancer checkup. We also received news that my youngest son and his family would soon be relocating. They lived in Missouri, (laughs) but his wife had been offered a teaching position at a college in Charleston, South Carolina. She has her Ph.D. degree in physical therapy, as she always says, God made our bodies to heal themselves. And my son was offered a full-time position as a contemporary worship leader in uh, a church in that same area. So it was a happy, sad time for me as a mom and a grandmother. But we always want the best for our kiddos. He started his job May 1st, and she started hers June 1st. So it was a stressful time there for them as she finished her current teaching position for the year and prepared the family for a move while he was already gone. And he was looking for a place for them to live, which was not an easy task. There was a lot of virtual meetings. But the Lord worked great miracles. It brought my daughter-in-law to tears because she saw God moving. They have a beautiful home that they're living in now and are settled. Well, I think they may still be working on the settle part. In May, we took our first vacation since 2009. My gang of close friends helped my husband and I celebrate our 50th anniversary early as we used it as an excuse to vacation in in Florida somewhere on a beach. That year, I also started losing my hair. They said it was from COVID, and doctors said it was probably COVID, and also the fact that I had been through so much in 2021 with my cancer treatments. I did not take chemotherapy. But it was a tax on our on our on my body. But on July eighth, that was our actual fiftieth wedding anniversary, and our children treated us with a small barbecue at the church with friends. As my son and his wife just started a new job in South Carolina, they were unable to attend that celebration, but sent a message through a text to his oldest brother. It said many things, but in the conclusion it said that they were expecting another baby due the last of February. I guess we know where Meemaw's going to want to go here pretty soon. Yep, Charleston trip. He has three beautiful daughters right now. And, well, we don't know what this new little one's gender is because they like to be surprised and never find out. That same week, my oldest grandson called me and announced they, too, were going to have a baby. Their first, a boy, due in March. So the family grows. There's nothing better than family. In the office, well, it could no longer be put off. We had to bite the bullet and purchase some new computers. We are still working on getting them set up. You know, work just gets in the way of of doing some things. And we will have to purchase some additional software. And it is forever a need to find additional advertisers and sponsors. The bills never quit coming, you know. And additional radio stations to carry the show so that CSC Talk Radio can reach more listeners. November was Thanksgiving, and it's always my favorite. Every other year, my family comes in, and this was the year of the gathering. My entire family, meaning my children and grandchildren, and yes, great-grandchildren, were home that weekend. The house was full, and it was noisy, but it was a good noise. I was tired, and so was my husband, but it was a good tired. That weekend also marked 
what is cons- what we consider, and I consider, will always do, is like I said at the beginning, I count every show. It was a milestone for three for CSE Talk Radio as we celebrated 3,000 shows. Thanks to all of you and our sponsors. We made it thus far, and we hope to continue. After all, I, we have a nation to save. And now we prepare for a new year. Many of you will be celebrating New Year's Eve. That's tomorrow. Be safe and smart out there. Yeah, I'm still the mom. Nobody knows for sure what 2023 will bring. But let's prepare our homes and our hearts, and yes, our bodies, to be ready to weather the storms, whatever they might be, political or otherwise. If we're ready and the storm is mild, it's no big deal. But if we are not and the storm rages, we could be in big trouble. I'm an optimistic person. So as Melody says, don't be scared, be prepared. In 2023, keep your ears to the ground and your eyes and your heart on Jesus. A new year always seems like a clean slate, a canvas, ready to be painted. We all make resolutions and promises galore, but will we keep them? I guess only 2023 hitting to 2024 will tell us about that. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. Happy New Year. A little premature, but I won't be here on Saturday and Sunday. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe, and pure product that will last for generations. 
Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Steyer's and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. And we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. This is the last CSE Talk Radio show live for 2022. And we're going to have Daniel Turner with us. Daniel, how are you doing today? Beth Ann, it's great to be on your program. I'm happy to be on the last one of the year. And what a <laughs> banner year. You hit the 3,000 mark. Very I know. Very impressive for CSE. <laughs> We had lots of things happen this year. <laughs> so we, I kind of went through it as I was writing my monologue. I said, "This." I told myself, "This sounds like somebody's Christmas letter." <laughs> so, talking about all the things that have happened in my life this year, and and uh, it's just you know, crazy, but good. And it makes you curious as to what's going to happen in the year to come. I guess Lord only knows, but uh, but we'll be ready for it either way. Yeah, that was, you know, I think we need to be prepared. As uh, Melody Cedarstrom, my gold and silver sponsor, she always says, don't be scared, be prepared. <laughs> so, yes. you know, I worry about the folks there in New York because they weren't prepared. And, and apparently those leading the city weren't very helpful either. And it's just, it's scary to think of all that has happened and you did the deaths and they're still counting that. And it's um, just amazing to me, um, you know, out here in the country, we kind of learned to, to huddle down when we know a storm's coming. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, and, it, of- and, it, and it shows how the last ooh, maybe 20 years or so, we have really chosen our elected officials on, on popularity, um, mm. despite any resume. Um, and, and the governor of New York, uh, you know, I don't know her. I, I have no personal animosity towards her. But she was very clearly chosen to be lieutenant governor because Andrew Cuomo was having a quote-unquote woman problem. Um, all these allegations were coming out. And he needed someone from, from rural New York, right? Andrew Cuomo was from Queens, like I am. Um, and he needed someone from upstate New York, which is half the population. And he needed a woman, so he chose Kathy Hochul. And the next thing you know, he she's the governor, and she has no idea how to be governor. And that's not a knock on her, because I tell you right now, Beth Ann, if I was governor of New York, I would have no idea how to be governor either. We're supposed to elect our, our officials with some sort of, of understanding that they can actually competently do 
the job. And then when you extrapolate that across the, the federal government, look at all the debacles we're having in transportation. Mm-hmm. Why? We appointed a, a, a 29-year-old kid, basically, only because of his identity, who is the mayor of a town of, of 10,000 people. Now, he's very popular. Don't get me wrong. He ran a very popular presidential campaign. But Pete Buttigieg has absolutely zero experience running an agency as big as transportation, which is tens of thousands of employees and hundreds of billions of dollars of of transportation equipment and doesn't know how to do it. And that's not a knock on him because he's young or because he's gay. It's a knock on him because he doesn't know how to be transportation secretary, but he got the job anyway. And we're doing this over and over again. And maybe that's my hope for the new year. Competency. Competency would be a really good virtue to grow in 2023. <laughs> I think you're right. Well, I've I've got a little ditty that I wrote uh, for another show, I think, but it's, uh, did we learn anything? You know, we're always making resolutions and breaking them, but have we learned anything from year to year from, you know, do we just learn, I'm not going to make a resolution because I'm going to break it? Or do we look into why we broke them or why we even made them in the first place? You know, what is going on in this nation? What, you know, the, I just, I've got to send it to you because I finally finished my, uh, the Green New Deal meets Uncle Sam. I finally finished it and I would really love to get it published as a book. And, uh, but I've mentioned Buttigieg in there. I call him Secretary Pete. He's the weakest link in the supply chain break. And uh, here we had that this week, not necessarily supply, but the Southwest. And he's going to look into it. He's going to hold him accountable. And I'm thinking, yeah, he's the weakest link. <laughs> What's yeah. he going to do? Cause he doesn't, you're right. He doesn't know what he's doing. No. And I, I am very tired of the phrase hold accountable. Because it <laughs> sounds it's never tough. done. It's very good jargon, uh, or very good rhetoric, I should say. Um, but but it, it's too late, right? We we did this in yeah. the Bush years, uh, and and some of the Obama years with terrorist attacks. After a number of people were were killed, we said we're going to hold them accountable. Well, it's too late. How, how how come? And then they would always say, "Well, this person was on the FBI's radar." Well, hold them accountable now. Uh, you know, how many people are dead in the process? And so for Pete Buttigieg to say, you know what, we're going to hold these airlines accountable, people for months. There was a letter that was recirculated just just yesterday. 38 bipartisan uh, attorneys general wrote a letter to, to Secretary Buttigieg saying, these are some very serious issues that we are seeing on in our state's airports it's a national issue this and this letter goes back to august none of it was ever addressed why because he doesn't know how to address it because he doesn't know how to be secretary of transportation so to say well now i'll hold them accountable it's too late you've ruined lots of people's christmases which i get it in the grand scheme of things it's not it's not 9 11 um but it's still something it still has a value um and you've cost hundreds of millions of dollars probably in lost value, um, well, it's too late to say I'll hold them accountable. If you knew how to do the job, just like Secretary Granholm with energy, you can see a little bit into the future, and you can see what's coming down the pipeline, and you can see what needs to happen now to prevent catastrophe. But none of these people know how to do their job, and that's well, why and- across so many platforms we're struggling right now. And to quote Buttigieg himself, they don't want a permanent solution for a temporary problem. So they're not looking for solutions. 
he truly is the weakest link because mm-hmm. he's just there to be a face. He's not doing anything, kind of like Kamala. She's not doing anything. Uh, she can't even give a speech decently. But, you know, there's I, I had to look it up to make sure I had the right president. But it was President Truman. who is a de- He was a Democrat president. But he had a plaque on his desk in the White House, in the Oval Office, that said the buck stops here. I don't see any politician claiming uh, any accountability to themselves. They like to point fingers, but none of them will take responsibility. They're, the buck no. stops where? There isn't, the buck's just flying around, I think. <laughs> and that's the convenience of, of the climate change excuse because oh, wow. when, I've talked about this with you before on, on multiple other areas, especially when it comes to fires in California. As soon as, as politicians are allowed to wash their hands, kind of Pontius Pilate style on, of, of, of responsibility because of climate change, well, now they're no longer responsible. Now there's nothing I can do. It's climate change. And so Gavin Newsom in California has been doing this for four years. Every time mm-hmm. there's a fire, notice the fires again. They're only in California. Oregon doesn't have these crazy fires. Western Nevada doesn't have these crazy fires. South, Southwest Idaho doesn't have It's only, only California. But it's climate change's fault. And now Kathy Hochul in New York, climate change. The grid failed. It's not because I have closed coal plants and nuclear plants because of, of, of my green agenda. The grid failed because climate change. And now she's no longer responsible. And Pete Buttigieg, you know what? These storms, they're absolutely devastating. But this is climate change. And now he's not responsible. And so it's just it's such a convenient escape um, for, for people who don't want to do the hard work of being a politician. I'm sure there's fun parts of running for office. And I'm sure, and you look at people like President Trump or even back in the day, President Obama, when you're on stage and people are screaming and cheering, it's got to feel great. But oh, then yeah. there's the boring part of being an elected official. Like you actually have to do some, some work. And sewer <laughs> <Being> policy <laughs> and railroad policy and electric grids are boring and ugly and and unsexy but that's your darn job and and we fail at the core competencies on the daily basis you know you're absolutely right and and uh i can't imagine what's going on in new york right now it's just and i was kind of critical because people weren't ready they knew it was coming but then as my husband and i were sitting there talking about it um last night or night before last can't remember which one (laughs) but you know, it's not the same as us living out in the country. We, it's a city full of people. <laughs> it's just masses of people. Somebody's got to make the decision <clears throat> to close up shop early, to do something, you know, and they, they didn't close the roads. And this young woman just in her twenties driving home from work died in her car. And uh, to me, that's, I just can't, I can't fathom it. I can't understand how that happened. Uh, but apparently, uh, those running New York and Buffalo, they don't, they didn't take any precautions to, to prepare and protect the people there in the cities. And, uh, I couldn't do it. I don't know, you know, what to be done. But it seems like they could glean from something that's happened in the past. But exactly. they chose to ignore the storm coming is my, uh, that's the only thing I can figure out. What do you think? 
Competency for 2023. That's my hope for the new year across Amen. all platforms, all government, across everything. Competency. But not at CSC because you have it in abundance. Right now. God bless you. <laughs> well, I hope we get recognized for that. And I appreciate you hanging with us all the time. I, I tell you what, you have been such a blessing. And maybe I'll just turn the show over to you one day. <laughs> You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. <laughs> Daniel, have a happy new year. Stay safe. And let's bring her in right and bring America home. And we'll be right back. listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Well, this morning, it's breaking news, you know, breaking news. This morning, the Democrats have released former President Donald Trump's tax returns. Now, they haven't sifted through them all, and they have been redacted to some degree. And what do you think they're going to find? They're not going to find anything worth looking at. They're going to make mountains out of molehills. They're going to do that for sure. But you really can't tell much from a person's income tax returns. And is this, is this something all the American people are really concerned about? I mean, when you go to bed at night, do you, do you say your prayers and say, please let us see Donald Trump's tax returns? And in the morning, do you wake up and say, I hope this is the day we get to see Donald Trump's tax returns? No. No. Isn't it amazing how a billionaire before he was a politician. They're going after him for his tax returns. But all of politicians who turned millionaires and billionaires after they were in office for an unending amount of time, they don't care to show theirs, do they? When Donald Trump was running for president in 2016, I remember him talking about taxes and all the loopholes. He said, did I take advantage of him? Yeah. So they're going to blame anything they find here on President Donald J. Trump. He didn't fill out his taxes. Some accounting firm did that. Are they going to go after them for utilizing all the loopholes that Congress put in the tax codes? This is absurd and ridiculous. They have audited this man. They have done everything to this man, and they're going to continue to do it. The rhinos and the Democrats and those leaning on the fence. You know what happens when you're straddling the fence, right? (laughs) I can't say it out loud. Anyway, I don't think this is what Americans really are concerned about. And I believe... And I wanted to ask Daniel about this. I believe the American people. Now, I want you to stop and think about this. Say we get 50,000 people. Say we get 100,000 people. Say we get 200,000 people to sign a petition. It is the consent of the governed that every elected official from henceforth, will 
divulge on a yearly basis, due at whatever date it should be due, for each and every one of them, not just their tax returns, but a complete financial, uh, what would you call that, a financial? Disclosure. Disclosure. Yeah. Complete with ledgers of income and revenue and outgoing. If they have no term limits, then by golly, we need to hold them accountable, air quotes, every single year. Maybe that should be our challenge for 2023. I'll see if we can't write that up. You know, they aren't going to vote themselves term limits. I don't think a one of them, even the ones we like, have that much integrity. A statesman comes to serve and goes back home to work. The politicians of today, they come to make money. So, think about that. The consent of the governed. It is the consent of the governed that each and every one of you elected to office will henceforth, starting today, divulge a complete Financial, what do you call it again? Financial ledger or financial disclosure? Disclosure. Complete financial disclosure. Complete financial. Obviously, Rudy's going to be writing this. Not just income, but holdings. No, we want the whole thing. We want to know coming in and going out, and we want names. (laughs) Nothing is to be redacted from the American people. Amen, sister. And that's the way I want it. So, in the Thinking of this as a New Year's Eve show, I asked Rudy to find some end-of-the-year big stories. And some of those, we are going to share those on Monday when we start the new year. But this is the phrase of the year. Now, you know, they keep changing the language to meet whatever narrative they want to meet. Or to point a finger at you and call you a bigot or racist or whatever it is. Me, I'm going to ignore pronouns. Caitlyn Jenner is still a he. I don't care how long he grows his hair or what fingernail polish he wears. He is still a he. And I feel sorry for him because he has a mental illness. And I'm done Enabling people with mental illnesses. They need to get help. If we're going to spend money on them, which I don't think necessarily we should, but if we're going to spend money on them, let's not support the mental illness. Let's try to get them help. But the phrase of the year, Rudy said, and he can join us here, your TikTok feed this summer was probably flooded, I'm not on TikTok, with hot takes on quiet quitting. So, Rudy, what is quiet quitting? You just walk out the door and the boss doesn't know you left for well, lunch that, or whatever. That might be part of it, but it's just basically doing just the minimum that would take to not get you fired, I guess. No, not going above and beyond. Do and the very minimum you can possibly do. Just sit there quietly and wish you were quitting. <laughs> <laughs> take this job and shove it. I don't want to be. A... All right. 
So quiet quitting. I, I had some person that worked uh, for me years ago, and this person was a smoker. They would disappear every once in a while <laughs> just to go outside quietly to smoke, to get some fresh air. I used to accuse him of getting fresh air. Gaslighting is the runner-up for the uh, phrase of the year. Of course, gaslighting, and I actually have an article or a chapter. I should stop calling them articles, a chapter. In my up-and-coming book, maybe that should be my New Year's resolution to get that book done, and the other book, the one about the women, because of what has really happened. You know, maybe God's timing is better. Maybe that's where I should be going there. But the phrase describes a kind of manipulation, we call them lies, makes the victim question their sanity. Gaslighting. (laughs) So when you question someone who's about to become a Supreme Court justice and you ask her, can you define a woman, and she cannot, they want you to believe you're the one insane. Seriously. Have you ever wondered... Why it is they always say, can you define a woman? But they don't really ask, can you define a man? Have you ever wondered that? That's something that made me think yesterday as I was writing something else. That popped in. My mind's just crazy sometimes. I, it just little things pop in my head. <laughs> I, I'm writing a, a little thing right now that said, so I, and so I threw the stapler on the floor. Have you ever done that? Have you ever just thrown something? Well, it's it's a cute little article, and I relate it to corruption. But why can't, why do they not ask, can you define a man? It's always about a woman. They have removed the identity of a woman. And they continue to do that, to demean females. And that is why those in charge right now could care less what's happening to all those young girls over in Afghanistan. It is evil and criminal. But me, I know what I am. Sometimes I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, but I know that I'm a female. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Her and she are my pronouns. And we'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouthwatering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. 
Hey, pack rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. 800-761-3146. Hi, I'm Elmer Heinrich. My company sells a nutritional product called Immuno150. If you haven't heard of it, you need to go to the website immuno150.com or call our toll-free number. Now, we sell to thousands of consumers, and our reorder rate is above 94%. Now, many people ask us how we can sell a month's supply of Immuno 150 for less than $50 when most of our competition is $70 to $80 a month. It's simple. We don't pay celebrities or testimonial people to say something good about the product. Immuno 150 stands on its own with 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients. It doesn't need any help, and it has more than color, taste, and smell. I am 88 years old and my wife is 79, both with no dementia, arthritis, or allergies, and no aches or pains of any kind. Nothing. All because of Immuno 150. Now check the number of minerals in the product you take. Don't be surprised if you don't find more than 12. Order Immuno 150 to see what 70 minerals can do for you. Call our toll-free number, 888-316-2224. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com. And use promo code Bethann or call 1-800-978-6168. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You will also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-978-6168 or go to the radio listener special page at MyPillow.com. Promo code Bethann. We have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. I was talking about throwing a, uh, a uh, stapler the other day. Now, I'm not prone to throwing things. I really don't throw fits, although somebody accuses me of being a redhead all the time. And, um, but it's an interesting story as to how that came about. And I did it intentionally. I didn't do it in anger. And uh, if you want to know what. <laughs> it was really a legitimate attempt to fix the stapler because we had run out of all other options yes we had done everything we possibly could i thought i have nothing to lose so i just (laughs) it was right after i went off the air and so i picked up this little stapler it's blue it's one of my favorite that's my favorite colors my favorite stapler and i just kind of threw it on the floor right here by me not hard just let it land and i'm gonna tell you right now the moral of the story is it's working (laughs) 
Now, the chances of that happened are really pretty slim, so I don't recommend throwing things just to fix them. It has never worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, apparently somebody throws things. Well, we're saying bidding goodbye to 2022, and there's a couple of things here, and I'm running out of time, that I wanted to share with you. And this is something that came to mind when I read Bill Bullard's recent article about a snowball going down a hill. And I thought, well, isn't there a song about that? And yes, there was, and I knew there was. It's called Are the Good Times Really Over? And it was written and done by Merle Haggard, and I think it's been done by others since then. But I'm just going to read a few of, a few of the verses to you. I wish a buck was still silver. I thought I thought Melody would probably like that one. And it was back when the country was strong, back before Elvis and before the Vietnam War came along, before the Beatles and yesterday, when a man could still work and still would. Is the best of the free life behind us now? And are the good times really over for good? Are we rolling downhill like a snowball headed to hell with no kind of chance for the flag or the Liberty Bell? A wish, I wish a Ford and a Chevy would still last ten years like they should. Is the best of the free life behind us now? And are the good times really over for good? I wish Coke was still cola and a joint was just a bad place to be. I wish back before Nixon lied to us all on TV. That seems a little minute today, doesn't it? Before microwave ovens, when a girl could still cook and still would, is the best of the free life behind us. Now, and are the good times really over for good? And he goes on. And then the final chorus, or he's rewritten the chorus. Stop rolling downhill like a snowball headed for hell. Stand up for the flag and let's all ring that Liberty Bell. I'm wearing the Liberty Bell today. Let's make a Ford and a Chevy that still last ten years like they should. The best of the free life is still yet to come. And the good times ain't really over for good. This was written in 1982. Politicians were lying to us then, and they're lying to us now, and now they don't want us to make a Chevy and a Ford to last 10 years. They don't even want us making them. They want them made somewhere else. Well, as the ball drops tomorrow evening at midnight, and we usher in New Year's 2023, many people will sing the song of Old Ang Syne. It comes from a um, Scottish tradition, and I'm not going to read you the words to it, because I think you know what they are. And there is more than one verse other than, you know, what we always sing when that ball drops. But what does old anxiety mean? It means, what does it mean? <laughs> I lost my little notes here. Old anxiety, long, long ago. Old, long since, days gone by. That's what it means. Well, I mentioned in the monologue that my son is now in South Carolina. And I get to watch him on Sunday morning sometimes when I'm not in my own church. And he and his other music director, they have a temporary and a traditional, a contemporary and a traditional service. And they combine their services from time to time, and they're good buddies. And this was the song they sang on Sunday morning 
one of the songs. It is to the tune of Old Lang Syne, and I thought it was appropriate as we usher in a new year. May we be the canvas that the Lord, and allow the Lord to just have His way with our lives. Doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. It's a new day every day. It's all glory be to Christ. Now, it's to the tune of old Lang Syne. Should nothing of our efforts stand, no legacy survive. Unless the Lord does raise the house, in vain its builders strive. To you who boast tomorrow's gain, tell me what is your life. Amidst the vanishes at dawn, all glory be to Christ. All glory be to Christ our King, all glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing, all glory be to Christ. His will be done, his kingdom come, on earth as is above. Who is himself our daily bread, praise him, the Lord above. Let every water satisfy the thirsty without price. We'll take a cup of kindness yet. All glory be to Christ. All glory be to Christ our King. All glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing. All glory be to Christ. When on the day the great I am, the faithful and the true, the Lamb who was for sinners slain is making all things new. Behold, our God shall live with us and be our steadfast light. And we shall e'er his people be. All glory be to Christ. All glory be to Christ our King. All glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing. All glory be to Christ. I had not heard that before Sunday. If I did, I'd forgotten about it. But shouldn't we ring in? the year of 2023, with all glory be to Christ. Isn't that what we should do? Every day is a new day. We can always start fresh every day. We don't have to wait for a new year. All glory be to Christ. He is there every minute of our lives, every hour, every day. Every week, with open arms, all glory be to Christ. Ready to forgive, ready to rise up, waiting to hear from us. All glory be to Christ. His arms are not too short to reach down to you today. To heal what might be hurting you. And to save you. All glory be to Christ. This nation was once a nation considered a Christian nation. We have leaders today telling us otherwise. We need to stand up. All of us. Christians are the ones that are going to save this nation. All glory be to Christ. Because it will not be us. It will be Him. All glory be to Christ to bring America home. Home. Oh.